Are you ready to find the missing link in your wellness journey? Do you want to learn how specialized women-owned businesses can collectively help you achieve the goals you want for your mind, body, and soul? Hi, my name is Dr. Kelly Alhui, founder of Orthopelvic Physical Therapy, and Molly Atala, former teacher and manager of Orthopelvic. Together, we are on a mission to help women know that there is help for whatever their needs are. From cosmetic tattoo artists to naturopath doctors, we break down different methods and treatment that women may not know are available to them by drastically improving their quality of life. We believe that no one can achieve the results they desire going down one path with one practitioner. And that is why we come together to collaborate. This podcast is for all women, especially for those who want more information on improving their overall well-being and would like to learn about methods and treatment and care that they may be unaware of. So let us connect the pieces of the puzzle for you. While listening, you will learn about local female-run businesses and understand that when providers work together to have a collective approach, we can reach the best outcomes for you. Let's get into today's episode. Maybe, you know, somebody had a bad experience with hormonal birth control or an IUD or something like that, and they would like to move forward and get in touch. I know that can be really scary for a lot of women. Um, and nutrition is definitely a place you can turn to throughout this process. But I know some, some of us have had very few natural cycles in our lives. And that is something that could be a really cool experience and a really great way to kind of get back into your body and the natural cycles and rhythms. I know since um, I actually just charted it the other day. I've had 15 uh, periods since Jamie was born. And I was like, what's the average like length and things like that. I was like looking yeah. at it um, because clearly you're very thoughtful when you are pregnant about your energy. When you postpartum, you're trying to be thoughtful through the haze about your energy. And then when we are in that, like not that acutely postpartum phase, like, you know, however many months out there's a real, really a call to go, go, go and not stop. And I know, thankfully we're all kind of railing against this hustle culture, but I noticed, you know, just nothing has made me more in tune with my body than giving birth to my child, um, and going through that postpartum period. And every cycle being so aware of like the energetic pull that I'm feeling, if I'm like follicular or luteal or, you know, ovulatory or whatever it is. And it's been really difficult for me to lean in and kind of listen to those calls of my body of like, this is not a cardio day. (laughs) And this is a cuddle with a blanket day. And this is like, you know, have something, this is like, make sure I have like some like bloody red meat day, to be honest, you know, like all these different types of things that are so important. Um, and I, something that I really love, um, if you work with Sarah and something I love too, about us at ortho pelvic, um, we are really intense about helping you tune into your body and listening and not pushing through. Like that's something, um, that's super important. I know a lot of times in the practice, people will come in and they're like, oh, like that hurts, but like, no problem. Like I'll just push through it. And we're like, no, 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 your pain <laughs> is an incredibly important signal. That's really giving us some vital information that we need to listen to. And we're going to, if there's something that you're experiencing pain with, like we're going to back down um, and we're going to have a different approach. 
And I don't think that we as women are used to that and used to kind of our pain being listened to and our bodies being like fully honored for all the information that they're giving us every single day. Yeah. Our bodies are incredible. And, you know, unfortunately we live in a culture where everything is like stifle what's uncomfortable. If it's uncomfortable, like take some medicine, like you said, push through it, move on. Don't talk about it. Um, and what that has done is created women that don't know how to associate what they're feeling with what their body's trying to tell them, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like you said, it's, it's, you know, even if you have to take Tylenol for something that you're feeling, like at least tune into like, well, why, why would my head be hurting? You know, how much water have I had today? And how much did I sleep last night? And is there something weighing really heavily on me, you know, instead mm-hmm. of like, you're having that knee jerk response of like, this is uncomfortable. I need to fix it. Like, okay, yes, it's uncomfortable, but what is my body trying to tell me? And, and I see it come up a lot postpartum with emotions with women. Like what's wrong with me? Why am I feeling this way? Nobody else is feeling this way. I'm the worst mom ever. And maybe I need to get on medication or maybe I need to do this or how do I fix this? And it's like, fix, fix, fix what's wrong with me. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is a natural, normal response that your body is having to maybe an abnormal situation. And, and another thing that I learned from my teacher that just has stuck with me so much is, you know, when a mom gets into that place of what's wrong with me, or is just showing the signs of like anxiety and depression and OCD, Mm -hmm. helping her look on the quality of her sleep, the quality of her diet and the quality of her support. And you know, you take any, anything in your life where you have felt burnout, you felt depression, you felt exhaustion, you felt like just chronic illness, you know, you look back and it's like, Oh, that was a time where I was not sleeping a lot. Or that was a time where I was really not taking care of myself. That was a time that I was just like eating like crap. Um, and I'm not saying don't, don't lean into things like medication or therapy or, you know, the, the tools that exist, but those things aren't necessarily going to heal what's going on if you don't stop first and, and lean into why your body is having that response. Um, and I think our culture has just conditioned us to believe that pain and emotions or negative emotions, which I don't even really call negative anymore because they serve such a positive purpose that there, it means something's wrong and it might mean something that is wrong, but not in such a way that can't be fixed or can't be addressed. And so, you know, when I'm working with postpartum women and I'm starting to see like things are piling up and it's getting out of control, then I pause and I'm like, where are some ways that we can weave in some rest? Where are some Mm -hmm. ways that we can be working on the diet? Where are some ways that we can be leaning on other people and learning how to ask for help and receive help? Um, And I'm never saying, you know, don't go and get on medication if that's what you need immediately, but just know that that's not going to heal. And what's really going to heal is you learning to really lean into what your body's telling you and learn how to start addressing those things and, and building the courage to address it. Because it's another thing that women struggle with is asking for help and receiving help, um, especially in motherhood, when we just want to show that we can do it all. So for sure. And I think speaking, speaking to that support aspect, um, I mean, for us, it's so interesting. Like we do have, um, a, like a preferred provider list that we have for our patients. Um, and it's everybody on there from, you know, 
doulas to nutritionists to um, you know those who who can offer postpartum psychiatric care like that's really important and not knowing you know if you do need medication not knowing who to go to I know that a lot of friends have had the experience of just going to the OB um, being offered a prescription and kind of sent on their way um, and that is really insufficient and you do we do really need to I mean we need our um, we need our counselors and our therapists and we need somebody who's actually going to sit with us and talk to us about our whole life as a whole person. And like you said, where we can cut back, where we can get support. Um, and I think for us, um, I know that being able to collaborate together is so powerful. Like for you, when you're talking about kind of connecting to your network, what has that experience been like for you? How have you been able to grow because of kind of working with other practitioners and, you know, women in other fields um, and kind of being able to enhance your knowledge in that way? Like, what has that meant for you? Yeah. I mean, it's huge. It's, it's everything because again, you go back to what's the quality of your support and if all you have is your partner who also probably is struggling (laughs) and you know, your mom that comes in and stresses you out when she, you know, whatever does, whatever she does, unloads the dishes, (laughs) you know, we all have our things, but you look at other cultures that have had a traditional system of care for postpartum women. There is someone that is massaging that woman daily. There is someone that is cooking for that woman daily. There is someone that is coming in and just sitting with her and drawing baths for her and making sure that she's resting. There's someone coming in and watching the other children. There's someone coming in and cleaning her house. And that is just normal. Like that is just their family showing up for them. And, you know, I'm, I'm not naive enough to know, to believe that everybody has that in their family here, but, but those systems are in place in our country. There, there are providers and there are people there, but it's just a matter of knowing who And I take so much pride in the connections that I have built in Northern Virginia, but also here in Colorado, obviously where I live. Um, So that when I see a mom struggling, I can say, listen, based on what I'm picking up this, these are the people that I really feel like you need to go to. And they're people Mm -hmm. that I have built a relationship with that I trust that I know are going to give the best care to my client. Um, and I, and I work with them, you know, if, if money's an issue, let's find someone that's within, within network, or let's create a priority list here of who really is going to help you the most. Um, and then figure out how maybe you can either learn how to do some of this yourself, like nutrition and cooking or self-massage or that sort of stuff. But I think one of, one of the biggest tragedies to me, um, in, in women's health is when women are just put on medication and sent on their way, because, Yes, that's helping her keep her head above water, but it's, it's numbing her intuition. It's numbing her relationships with the people around her that need to know how they can support her. And it's not addressing the support that she needs in terms of body work and and nutrition and sleep and that sort of stuff. Um, And then one day she's going to have to come off of it. And all that stuff is still going to be sitting there waiting for her. And so it's something that I just love so much about my work is that I can make sure that, you know, even if a woman needs, again, needs to go on medication, I I just have to make it clear that there is no shame around medication at all, because it can be a lifesaver, but it's how can we also take care of the other areas in your life that need to be addressed? So how can you you listen to yourself? How can you be listened to? I think that's the big issue that we really run into um, is just that if a woman is showing up and she's asking for support and the only thing that she is being offered is a bandaid, 
Um, and it, or just like some very acute triage. Like if you see, you know, it's kind of like, you might have a mom that is, you know, like metaphorically just like squirting blood and you gave her like a little tourniquet and you were like, okay, I'll see you in a few weeks. Um, that's just not like, that's not acceptable. And that's not like you said, like it really, she's not able to listen to herself. And then if she kind of, if the message is, you have this problem, it will be fixed. It will go away. Kind of just like be on your way. Then she's not going to open up to her family and her loved ones and her support system. It's almost going to feel that's going to create, I mean, kind of giving something without really going through, um, everything that's going on is going to create more shame because it's going to contribute to those feelings of inadequacy. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think, the biggest thing too, is helping women build the confidence in themselves that they're worthy of that care, because it's something I run into, into a lot with women is like, ah, like everyone else has so much going on. I can't ask that person for help or, Mm. you know, I'll get through it. It'll be fine. Or like other people have bigger problems. Like, you know, I, and it's like, no, you, you have to prioritize your care even above your, your own children, because if you're not caring for yourself, it it comes back to the filling your cup analogy, you know, like once that cup is empty, how are you going to continue to pour into your kids the way that they need you to pour into them? And so I'm always telling women, it's not selfish to put yourself first, because again, your family is going to thrive when you are thriving. And, and so just teaching women the worthiness that, that they have for this level of care, um, and to not put it off, you know, like you matter now, And this is how we're going to get you the support that you need now. And so it's another reason I love the continuity of care of being a birth doula and then being able to support women postpartum um, is really building that in pregnancy when women are in this like more blissful state Mm. of saying like, yes, like you go take that nap and you go do this and you go fill your freezer with foods because the more you create that habit now of caring for yourself and, and leaning into how good that feels to nourish and nurture yourself the more, the more that's going to be second nature when you're postpartum, you know, and you have less energy to think about it and you just need to do, it's going to, it's going to be easier to stop and be like, I need help. (laughs) I'm walking away or I'm going to go do this, like take the baby or whatever it is, you know? And so, um, I don't know, Candy and Tiffany of, of like a sister support who, who serve Northern Virginia, but also, you know, internationally online, Mm -hmm. um, they have this postpartum planning toolkit where they actually have a sheet where you can sit and list, they ask you like, who can you text at 3am? Who can you ask to come and do your laundry? Who, and you go through your, your friends so that you have a sheet that you can refer to of the people that you know. Um, but then on top of it, either creating that resource list, if you don't have a doula, um, or knowing that, that when you hire a doula, you, you inherit that list of, of providers so that if you're in a place where you're like help, then someone can swoop in and be like, here's your help. Absolutely. And yeah, back to what Sarah was saying about, um, you know, these are relationships that she has cultivated and that these are people that she can speak personally to the, you know, the people that she's recommending. That's exactly why Sarah is here on collaborative connections right now, because we do the same thing. And it's so important. I think we all, I think we have a really healthy awareness. And I think pretty much all of our guests have a really healthy awareness that our specialty is not the be all end all that everybody needs such a comprehensive approach to their care and that it is our duty as care 
providers to acquaint ourselves um, with complementary care providers such that we can truly serve the individual um, with whatever may come up. Just like you said, if you're noticing some you know, signs or symptoms from a mom, if we're noticing some signs or symptoms from a mom, um, even sometimes just inquiries that people send in, I'll write notes of you know, recommended people to send them to because you can tell when somebody's experiencing something and it's sometimes just too much and too scary, especially early in the postpartum period, um, asking someone to research for someone who's going to take care of her in that time. That's mm-hmm. just simply not, it's not a productive or fruitful time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm so grateful that we're able to bring these, um, to really kind of bring these connections to women who need them, which is so beautiful. And I do want to ask, do you have, so you have so much going on right now. Um, what is anything new going to be coming out? I guess really kind of more the online offerings are what we can be, um, what we can be looking out for. Is that correct? Yeah. Online offerings are huge right now. I maxed out on birth clients. So I'm not going to be taking on any more birth clients because my last one, my last mama's due Christmas Eve. And then I have my baby the following month. So a lot of my birth education is going to be through Instagram or online classes. Um, I'm cooking a lot. I'm really excited about um, the cooking aspect of things for the next, I guess, through the end of the year. Um, I'm probably going to stop everything at the end of the year um, so that I can focus on preparing for my postpartum. Um, And then I soon I'm joining actually a local team. And this is just, again, goes back to this collaborative care. It's a local team called Sanctuary Doulas. Um, and it's way more than, than doulas. It's um, therapists, lactation consultants, body workers, um, overnight doulas, sibling doulas, birth doulas, um, family chefs, that sort of stuff. So I'll be joining their team Um, which is going to help me kind of streamline work, but also help Mm -hmm. me join this team of women. um, That's just this like collaborative care. So uh, I think I'll be fully onboarded next week, which is really exciting. Congrats. Um, Thank you. And then, yeah, the sacred circle. I'm now that I finished this training, um, innate traditions, postpartum care practitioner training, um, which was a whole year long, really intensive training. um, I'll be able to teach really quality content classes in person and online for women. So that's going to be my focus now is really leaning into the education since the last year, I haven't been able to do a whole lot, um, outside of just like Instagram and that sort of stuff. I'm now going to take everything that I've learned and really pour it into my sacred circle. So I'll have classes, um, exclusively for women that are in there. Um, but then classes that people can either pay to join, um, or if, again, if they're part of the sacred circle, they'll get for free. So that's really my biggest thing right now. Um, and then I'll have community classes in person too, that I'm excited about. And I mean, I, we should say also, so, um, Sarah is, you can find her at sacred matrescence on Instagram and then at sacredmatrescence.com. Um, and you have been giving so much quality stuff. I know you've been busy with this course for a year, but I feel like you just completely sold yourself short of like, now I'm really going to be diving off. You like literally, uh, created this incredible business and you're still posting like incredibly useful things every week. And, um, I mean, it's going to be really awesome. I would definitely encourage everyone, um, to follow Sarah on Instagram, to go to the website and check out the sacred circle. And, um, because Sarah is newly pregnant right now. Um, I know, 
so I came to Sarah, um, and her Instagram with her last pregnancy with her daughter, Madison. And it was really cool to see the way that she cared for herself during that time and kind of the, the information that it's just so cool when, I mean, we do the same thing with our business where we put out information based on need. Um, and so Sarah's really going to be sharing, you know, what she's doing to care for herself and care for this pregnancy. And it's clearly not meant to say, if you don't do this, that's not right, but it's meant to share what she has learned. And if you are, you know, going to be pregnant in the future, that would be so amazing for you to learn. If you're going to, if you're friends with somebody who's going to be pregnant in the future, this would be so great for you to learn. So, um, definitely, I mean, we love the sacred circle. We love her products that you can order. If you're local to her area in Colorado, of course, look into her services. Um, but also the free content that she is putting out on Instagram is incredible. And you got that whole back catalog. You can just scroll on through. But yeah, Sarah, no, you, uh, everything that you create has such high value. And it's so clear how much you care about what you're putting out there and the quality of literally everything. So thank you so much for everything that you do, Sarah. Is there anything, I mean, I have one more question, but anything else that you want to share about your business before we move on to our Gosh, final You're going to make me cry. I'm, I feel <laughs> so honored. Um, I am super excited to share about this pregnancy because that's kind of what jump-started my Instagram page to begin with was my healing journey through my pregnancy with Maddie, which was totally learning to redirect myself from a really, really, really brutal time in my life to an absolutely thriving time in my life. And that was taking pregnancy and postpartum and using it as a tool to heal and propel myself into absolute vitality. And so, yeah, my goal now is to just show women, you know, this is how you care for yourself. And this is what the fruits of your labor are going to look like. Hopefully you never know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are planning another home birth, which I'm really excited about. So everything's going to be shared out on Instagram, my whole journey and, and all of that. So that'll be really fun for me to have everyone follow along. Um, but no, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything else. This has been really fun for me to talk about and, and dive into with you, Molly. Thank you. Of course. And then we have to ask you, I'm so curious. So, um, I mean, all of our guests are, are gorgeous gals. We shouldn't objectify them, but you know, we will. Um, so I'm so curious, Sarah, who is your celebrity crush? We got to wrap up with a fun one. Well, crush or boy crush? <laughs> you choose. Or, but yeah, you can share one, two, seven, up to you. I mean, my boy crush has always been Marcus Mumford, the lead, lead singer of Mumford and Sons. Okay. All right. Such a wordsmith. And, you know, he's got that accent and he's so edgy. Kevin knows this. So anytime I start talking about Marcus Mumford, he's just like, <laughs> la la la. <laughs> um, anytime they come to town, Kevin's like, do you want to go by yourself? Or <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll just sit by myself. And, um, but also, don't make fun of me, but I am a total believer. I love Justin Bieber. Yes. So oh my God. No. My you like these little grungy, grungy guys. Oh I do. Well, I just, I feel like I relate to them, you know, like, not that I know them personally, but they are, I feel like they're just really good at heart, especially Justin Bieber. I just feel like I relate to his story so much. He went through a really rough patch. Not that I went through the same thing because I'm not a multimillionaire that is also a celebrity, but it, around the same one age, day, that identity, yeah, one day, that, that identity crisis and just that spiraling, I went through that around the same age. And um, my freshman year of college, I wound up, <laughs> I was on probation. I, I got a DUI when I was 17 and just like I meant so well and I knew I had so much good to give, but I was so lost and broken and mm -hmm. had no idea 
how to ground myself in anything. And, and actually, interestingly, so I was on probation in my freshman year of college. And the only thing that I was able to do off campus was go to um, college night at the local church. And so I would hop on this bus and I'd go to college night. So I'm like, I can leave campus and like, go do something. And I couldn't drink because my P up, my probation officer could like show up at any time and breathalyze me. And it was so ridiculous. Cause I obviously wasn't a degenerate. I just got myself into trouble. Made a bad choice. Yeah. Made a bad choice. You're a teenager. Um, yeah. Yes. And so the church that I went to was the wave church in Virginia beach. The pastor at the time was Carl Lentz who ended up being Justin Bieber's like private personal pastor Stop. and like best friend. So I'm like, okay, I'm basically one degree of separation from Justin Bieber, but you, I, you 100% are. Yeah. I'm like, we both are inspired from the same person. So, um, but yeah, Justin Bieber, I also have a girl crush on his wife. So she's gorgeous. I was into swinging Justin and Haley. Yeah. <laughs> you could call her in a different alternative timeline, Marvel universe. Um, oh my gosh. Well, yeah, this is the kind of quality content you're not going to find anywhere else folks. No. So I hope you enjoyed that. Wow. One degree of separation between you and Justin Bieber via a man of the church. That is amazing. Um, oh my gosh, Sarah, thank you so much for this beautiful time today. I'm so glad we got to talk about so much and you got to share so much of your passion with us. Um, super excited. And again, everybody please find her at sacred matrescence. Also matrescence is like notoriously hard to spell. Um, if you're wondering it's M A T R E and then it's S C E N C E. I find it very hard to spell, but you can Google it. It takes some practice to like allow it to roll off the tongue, but I'm determined to let that word be something that women know about because it's so beautiful. It is beautiful. Yes. It's just like adolescence, but much harder and much better. Yeah. Yes. Much wow. more transformative. Yes. Much more. Oh my goodness. Thank <laughs> well, you, thank Sarah. You so much. This has been such a joy and an honor for me. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You have a beautiful week. Hug those babies. I will. Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, please download, share, and review so that we can continue to share our mission more widely and support even more women and women-owned businesses on their wellness journey and self-care journey. You can also find us at www.orthopelvicpt.com, on Instagram and YouTube at orthopelvicpt, and on TikTok at orthopelvicpt1. At OrthoPelvic PT, we are primarily pelvic health therapists that practice treating hip pain, low back pain, leakage, postpartum, pregnancy, pubic symphysis dysfunction, prolapse, tailbone pain, and the list goes on and on. Whether you are struggling with acute pain or chronic issues, we would love to chat with you and recommend the next steps of just giving us a call and we'd love to chat today. Thank you.